be ready, and I have just hit the record button. Huzzah! We're recording at the same time, Joe. It's very good. Yeah. The psychic link is working. I'm so glad I took all this LSD. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad I'm glad it's working. Finally. After 60 episodes. I was only told to establish the psychic, psychic link very recently. Is it in my defense? Mm. All right. Or am I also going to need to get some precognition going? Uh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, I was about to say, I don't know I, I want to eat any more acid gel. So much. Oh, <laughs> uh, bits. <laughs> Fine, just lick a couple of toads and you'll be great. I'm not sure that we have cane toads here. Uh, import them? I want to say that's illegal. That doesn't seem true. No? Like, governments are just chill with you importing uh, species that are outside of uh, the, the normal, uh, you know, uh, biosphere uh, of your area that I can't think of the name of that son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) too much acid if it's for a podcast it's fine yeah ecosystem god damn it (laughs) we got there in the end we did someone is ringing my doorbell furiously so uh, excuse me for one moment Space Podcast in Space. I'm Xavier, your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. Hey, Joe, what's up, man? Uh, the usual. We watched the anime. We're going to talk about an anime. Why do you keep asking me these questions? Because I like that you're just a little bit annoyed. <laughs> it, like, I think each time I ask, you die a little bit on uh, inside when I do it on mic. I do. And you're slowly killing me with anime, so... I need to retaliate and kill you with the question. <laughs> so it's the race to see which one of us dies inside first. I think it's just mutually assured destruction, my friend. Hmm. That seems reasonable. Neither one of us is willing to pull up. We're just going to ride this to the bottom. <laughs> it's like Dr. Strange love and the bomb, baby. <laughs> That's an image I didn't need. <laughs> so we watched... We watched an episode of an anime today. That's that's what we do here on on this podcast. If our good listeners would uh, cast back their their memories, I I do believe you asked me if I liked the thing. <laughs> uh huh. So everyone, just keep in mind that I was I was advertised the thing, basically one of my all time favorite horror movies, as a touchstone. For what we were about to watch today. <laughs> and that was what we did watch was Space Dandy, episode 12, subtitle Nobody Knows the Chameleon Alien, baby. Chameleonian. See, it didn't have that title that way on Funimation. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, Japan forever uh, 
bad at, at naming things, uh, apparently has shifting names depending on which platform you, you view it from. Yeah, yeah, it it depends on like localization stuff. Like sometimes they'll say, "Hey, this is going to be the title on this streaming platform only. This is the thing on the DVD. This is what the episode was actually called." It's yeah, you know. That's that's a that's a choice. <laughs> it's certainly a choice. That's what happens when you have multiple people translating Japanese. Eh, that's fair. So, anyways, this dumb thing. Yeah. So, as as usual, with WTF anime, we didn't watch episode one, because, helpfully, this show has no consistency with its plot. Oh, I get that feeling, that that <laughs> every every episode, it's just resetting the clock, basically. There, is there any arcs that actually carry multiple stories? I doubt it. Well, there are a few. I'm not talking about the the uh, go-go dancing lounge boobies uh, <laughs> as a connecting point. Yeah, I chose to pick an episode with the least amount of that. And for that, I thank you, Joe. You're welcome. There's a few, like, so you didn't get it at all in this episode, but there is like a galactic war that's occurring. Oh yeah, I had no clue about that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but... What I love about Space Dandy is it's always, like, in the background and they'll mention it and they'll keep saying how, like, super important it is that that's going on, but then just cutting to all the dumb bullshit that this fucking misogynist idiot is doing. <laughs> it's, it's a weird choice. <laughs> and I get, you know, I, I'm being unfair because there there is a scene where we get Dr. Gel, who looks like the pimpest Gorilla Grodd uh-huh. uh, as a character design. And, and there, there's something going on with where the space dandy is being hunted. Yes. So apparently there is, there are plots that run through. They're just not strong. They're just kind of there. It is just like a Team Rocket thing of just like, hey, our main character needs to be hunted for unknowable reasons. Sure. Uh, Dr. Gel does not have like a rad every time I appear on screen like intro thing though. So. No. Style points deducted. <laughs> Which, uh, did you watch the uh, dub or the sub? I watched it in the original Japanese with the subtitles. Okay, cool. Because I really like the dub. That's that's what I watched, because it's it's fun and I like it, and J. Michael Tatum is Dr. Gel. Oh, see, you need to inform me of these, like, when the <laughs> dub is actually decent. Because I've been trying to stick to your, you know... Pushing up the glasses, the sub is superior. Uh, that's look, okay. That's that's not a thing that I've ever said. I've said that some subs are superior because there's a lot of old bad dubbing. Oh, the old ones are for sure like criminal. <laughs> the voice acting is criminal. Uh huh. But no, there there are good dubs. I like a lot of dubs. It's true. I, I watched Black Butler in in uh, dub because that's good. Because they're very British. It's good. Yes. So, Space Dandy. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> He's a dandy guy in space. This anime chronicles the adventures of his space crew in space, hunting aliens, both hostile and not. Space. Space. And that's the show. Uh, Travis, would you like to do that thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was, that'd be a record. But, um, no, uh, I guess... We we can kick it to the the opening, uh, not the the narration kind of opening, but the actual like theme music and whatnot. Yeah, didn't really catch me as anything other than an early two thousands iPhone commercial because there's a lot of silhouettes dancing. Yeah, 
Uh, I fucking... So, another thing about the narration opening, there's a bunch of, like, references to old, like, sci-fi movie posters that I fucking love, but I, I fucking love this song. It's so good. <laughs> now, I do... I have one more question, because I do believe you said the guy who did this uh-huh. also did Bebop and Samurai Shampoo? Yep. Would not have guessed that. No. That that, that does not, uh, no. It's very different. In almost every way. <laughs> In every way. There is one consistent thing from, like, Bebop to this, and it's currency. Oh, really? Because they talk about Wulongs. But there's space. Space. It's in space. See? Two links. Two links. But yeah, it's just such a different show. And this also didn't have, like... This isn't a manga adaptation. Oh, okay. This is just a thing. Alright, so I guess we should should kick it off. And they're starting it... Does this place have a name other than the Ark? Because it's labeled as Ark on the outside. Yeah, it sure definitely does have a name that I don't remember, because I've not watched this in years. Okay. So it's the evil corporation slash slaver's office, which is as best as I can figure out what uh, Space Dandy and crew are doing. Yeah. (laughs) So the whole reason for things to happen in Space Dandy is that they're like bounty hunters for as of yet undiscovered aliens. Right. They've not committed any crimes or anything, but we need to collect them and put them in captivity. Well... They're not always just put in captivity. Like, Meow is an alien that they found in the first episode, and he's just around with them. So, text of the show, there's not, like, a big evil, like, reason for them to capture all these aliens. It's just cataloging them and then, like, being able to send out diplomats to undiscovered planets. But... Subtext, there's just like, hey, why do they just need all these aliens for no reason? It it really makes you question. I'm worried that Meow, like, the rest of his planet is just being, like, harvested for, like, space weasel milk. Because his name is Meow, but he does not, in fact, look anything like a cat. He acts like a cat, though. But he looks like a weasel. So, <laughs> space weasel milk. Get it now. He's also Beetlejuicean. Yes, he is. Which, isn't that a star? Yeah. That seems like that would be hard to live on one of those. (laughs) They do actually go to his planet. (laughs) Alright then. That whole episode is Groundhog Day. Oh boy, I thought it was like a war over a ball of yarn if if they're supposed to be (laughs) cat folk. (laughs) Look, cats have different things that they do. They can sleep and not do anything and hug anime body pillows. All of them are very high, but it makes them weirdly aggressive on, on <laughs> their catnip. Yep, Beetlejuicy and nip. <laughs> I could write for this show. I can think of dumb things. Uh, so Scarlet, who is the attendant at the Ark, is just like, you guys are fu- you're the worst at this! It costs us more money in processing fees to give you shitty amounts of money. Go and go and get something cool, like a chameleonian, and then then you can come back. The alien that they had captured, which they mentioned that it cost them so much to transport that thing because of storage fee, that they were also in the red. So, like, I don't understand this endeavor. Like, everyone's losing money, <laughs> and yet we're still grinding it out. It's like in Bebop, where they never actually get any of their bounties, <laughs> except 
that just shit at this. It's it's really hard to transport like what looks like a sad dog and a manta ray had a baby. That was the alien they brought back. Yeah, it's like a deflated balloon dog. Yeah, it's it's not a good look. I mean, it could be perfectly happy as a creature, but I'm not getting that from the way they drew it. <laughs> I mean, it's been in captivity for an amount of time. Right, it's got a, like, you know, please shoot me look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Don't me don't send me to the Ark captivity. They they want space dog milk now. What if this is just a racket for various like different types of milk? They're just evil dairy farmers. That's <laughs> yeah. that's the storyline I'm creating in my head because it's like the least bad option that I can think of. <laughs> just a series of tubes. They don't even do anything with them. Just just we want that milk. That's space milk! <laughs> you can't have space milkshakes without space milk. It's the rules. Otherwise, it's just a milkshake in space. Not the same thing. Fuck that. <laughs> That's trash. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our, our gang. We've talked a bit about Meow. Mm -hmm. We have Dandy, yeah. who, who has a pompadour, and that's his, uh, that's his character. Not not entirely. He's also uh, gross and misogynistic. There, there's also that aspect of his character. Yep, yep. Um, I'm also pretty sure he thinks he's the best. Oh yeah, 100%. It is like this weird narcissism trip that is the entire character of the show. Like like Elvis the frat boy <laughs> uh, is, is basically character design slash character. I mean, he's, he's also an ass man. I, I don't feel like you, you've somehow excluded a lot of the gross frat community uh, when, you, uh, when you say that. So much so that he goes after an alien whose face is basically an ass with eyes and lips. Yep. So that's thing. Look, that's, that's just his kink. I won't begrudge someone their kink. <laughs> uh, and we also have QT, who is the vacuum cleaner. Is that what he's supposed to be? He's a sentient vacuum cleaner? Yep. I think my favorite part of this entire episode was the fact that the vacuum cleaner that I'm now discovering is a vacuum cleaner <laughs> has a revelation that it likes to fish. Like a bunch. Like this, it, it found its bliss and it's just fishing. Yup. I fucking love that scene. Literally, the, the episode after this is called, like, Even Vacuum Cleaners Can Fall In Love. Oh. The show is dumb, you guys. It's very dumb. <laughs> it's, ver it's very stupid. I like it a lot. So anyways, back, back to the actual plot, because we're just kind of skipping around here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, to catch the chameleonian, they decide they're going to go to a planet that looks like it has chameleons, and we cut to a title for a planet that is just a planet that looks like it has chameleons. Is that what it says? Because they didn't translate. All I got was the kanji, and I'm like, this could be the name of a planet. This could be many things, but it doesn't matter because I cannot read this. All it says is, this is a planet that looks like it has chameleons on it. I really want to know what the qualifying factors are, though, because that is the, the dumbest joke. Well, when they when they get to the planet, it's it looks humid. It's covered in a lot of trees. You know... You know how chameleons do. It is dense and full of fo uh, foliage, yes. So their plan is to catch a chameleonian 
an alien that can look like anything is to fish for chameleons. Now, here's here's what's got me fucked up is from the way they presented this, because it's what, a hundred million walloons if they manage to capture and bring this thing in. Because it's so rare that pretty much no one knows anything about these things. Mm-hmm. And yet they're like, this is what they like to eat. <laughs> it's just the characters being idiots and being like, I heard chameleon. We'll just catch one of those. It's fine. Okay. Is I thought this was like an actual game plan. I was like, this sounds like knowledge that they're just making the fuck up. Chameleonian? Probably j- just like a big chameleon. It's fine. It's It's them being idiots and not like making up information that you haven't been provided as a listener or watcher. Wow. Viewer. Viewer. Let's go with viewer. That seems like a good word. That seems like the exact word that would be used in this context. It's okay. I dropped a word earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, QT catches a Tsukinoko? Is that what it was? Tsukinoko, yeah. Uh, T-S-U-C-H-I-N-O-T-O, I believe. Something like that. It was it was something weird. It looks like uh, how you get like colorful frogs, but just a big tadpole. Yeah, it's it's somewhere between like a tadpole and a mudfish uh, mm-hmm. kind of creation. Except it's black, which we apparently later find out is like a pretty rare thing. And at this point, our vacuum cleaner has its revelation that <laughs> oh fuck, fishing is rad, you guys! I found I found my thing. Discover the purpose in life. It's, it's very cool. So we go to a little cutscene of them fishing. Like, what I like is when they come back from the cutscene. He's already in like fisherman's gear. Yeah, and is like using all the jargon. Like in my head, like did he realize he liked fishing and then contacted Space Internet and downloaded all the information there is to know about it? He knows kung fu now. Yeah, he Keanu'd a fishing or Neo'd a fishing. I guess would be a better way to say it. They had this whole like very stylized like pictures of fishing. There's like bunch more line art than there is in the actual show. And after that, they're just like, wait, what will we be doing again? Yeah, they all just drop the thread of of everything that was just happening like thirty seconds ago. <sighs> and then Dandy catches giant fucking chameleon. It's like that's it. That's exactly what this thing is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then they they haul it back. And uh, they get told, basically, no, you're a bunch of assholes. This is a chameleon. It's a big fucking chameleon, you idiot! You know, if this were the thing, I'd be happy. If this were Red Dwarf, I would be happy. But when you make the thing and Red Dwarf have a baby, I am so <laughs> unhappy. And I don't know why, because I like both of those other properties. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say, man. It's <laughs> it's just this very stupid thing that exists. I know. If the people listening right now, and I'm sure they can hear it a little bit, the joy in your voice. You are grinning so much that I dislike this, and it's just a thing that you love. <laughs> well, you know, you have to put on a put on a show to be like, oh, I'm I'm not disappointed in you for not liking because I'm not. It's just like this whole thing is a comedy show. Comedy is subjective that's the thing it's like some people find a bunch of shit funny that i don't find funny i i happen to find this ridiculous surrealist show just really really funny and you don't and that's okay all right then <laughs> and that that was a space dandy kids uh wrap it up <laughs> yeah yep. 
So so they all go back to the ship after being like, oh, beans. Uh, we actually get like a look at the ship. And there's there's some choices in its design. It's it's definitely weird. And then like super like non sequitur, they get back. They're like, oh, beans. We, we didn't make any money. And then they're like, let's go to bed. Well, that's that's what we do. We just go to bed. There's like a cute clip of like all of them sleeping, and I love that QT's like face display has like a phone charger thing going on it. Yeah. And then in the cage where they put the black Tsukunoko, there's a shifting form effect. <gasps> uh oh. Did they catch the chameleonian? I think they did, and I think that I kinda knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> I am the shock. Right? So they they wake up the next morning and there's like a bunch of things where it's like, hey, someone did this to my this. Uh, Dandy's toothbrush was used. Uh, Meow's like octopus favorite snacks were eaten. And someone was looking up porn on Cutie's phone. Again, uh, this is slavery because you're capturing sentient things. What appears to be against their will and bringing them to a place that they didn't ask to go. Not good. It's not good, Joe. But... We're coming up to one of the jokes that I did kind of, it did land for me a little bit. So Dandy stops and goes, wait a second, we're not the only people on this ship. And he goes through all the different, uh, you know, things that have gone on and how like none of the three of them would end up doing those things. The entire time, there's an old man in a green shirt (laughs) hanging out behind them that no one is paying any attention to. Who, like, depending on the scene, is basically enacting what the rest of the cast are doing. It it gives you a clue to something that happens later. That's just like, they don't even know that they're, like, transformed into something weird. When they get to the cage, it's just like, well, how did this thing escape? And then the old man goes, huh, I don't even remember. Cut to a big anime reaction. Yep. That is midway through the episode. All right. I don't know why this is the conceit of the mid-episode break where we talk about Patreon and you're just like, hey, tell me about Patreon, because you don't know what Patreon is, but we both know what Patreon is and we have one. That's true. In a world where we have Patreon. In a world where you can support us at a dollar level to get bonus content, such as season reviews and movie reviews. This summer. Yeah, uh, also apparently wrestling on occasion. Uh, We kind of needed to put out this wrestling thing because um, tragedy in Alan's life has basically made it so we haven't been able to get the latest season review up. Hopefully we'll be back this month, but it's it's very much dependent on him having time to deal with a really shitty thing that happened. So, yeah. So we we love you, Alan. Uh, If you're listening to this... uh... After its release, and we wish you speedy, uh, speedy recovery on your journey. Yeah. So basically, like I've I've had this idea forever because like WTF anime is a show predicated on me really enjoying a thing, and Travis most of the time just being like, "Fucking, I hate it." <laughs> so we watched some wrestling matches and talked about Travis's feelings on wrestling. Joe really loved it. <laughs> I. Love wrestling. I will, I, I will spoil half of this. Joe really loved it. 
for anyone who's like also in the wrestling sphere, uh, we watched a very stupid table match with Jimmy Havoc and Keith Lee in it, and another guy, Matt Riddle, I guess, was in there. Uh, and also Orange Cassidy versus David Starr. So Orange Cassidy, 10 out of 10, best wrestler in the world. All of those names, it's like hearing them again for the first time, even though I've watched the thing, because the <laughs> moment I stopped watching the media, they all bled from my ears. <laughs> Uh, so that that is going to be up for all patrons, because that was always the intent. And we also recently did another movie review. Travis, we watched Akira. We did. I mean, it has been... I think we both talked about it, because I, I saw Akira a long time ago for uh, a films class, actually, in college. And you had said it'd been roughly like 17 or so years since you've seen it? That was my goof to be like, hey, this movie's very long, but like, it's been a while. It, I know I first watched it when I was way too young. Like, I think I was like 12, 13, somewhere around there. Rewatching it, I feel I'm t- still a little young uh, <laughs> for it sometimes. Huh? There's some ick factor in certain places. Yeah, boy. Yeah, uh, we we did that. That that was the thing that we did. And our poll right now, because this is going out in October, so it's the spooky month. Oh yeah. Our poll right now is Blood the Last Vampire, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust, because Vampire Vampire, and Juon, like the original Japanese The Grudge. An actual live action. Uh, I was about to say anime, but that's yeah. <laughs> it is aggressively not an anime. Aggressively not, which is good, because if history has taught me anything about live-action adaptations of anime, I would just be sad and angry at it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I guess all that is to say, uh, if you like what we do, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash Show, And you will be much like our newest patron. I am going to preemptively apologize for this. <laughs> I don't know if it's a screen name or your actual name. We have debated this, and we, de- we we come to no conclusions, so Joe, take it away. But Sisal, thank you so much for backing us, SYSL. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a huge thank you to you. So let's, let's get back into uh, the space dandy. episode break is a fucking spot the difference yeah what the fuck was that it, <laughs> i i felt like was this was this partially sponsored by like highlights magazine what the fuck is happening i have not like functionally i have no idea how like you're even supposed to do that because it's so quick i got like i got two different things i found but i didn't get all three <laughs> uh and we come back from the episode break to one of my favorite references in the entire show um, Dr. Joe's ship and uh, Dr. Jell, who is a giant monkey with a powdered wig and an eye patch. Did you notice what the ship was? Uh, well, yeah, it was the Statue of Liberty's head. Uh, clearly a planet of the ape- apes reference. Yep, and for no particular reason, there's a bull gag on it. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> is. I, I don't, I don't know, but hey, sure. Uh, I gotta say, and I think I did. I. No, I already said that he looks like the most pimp gorilla grod. Mm-hmm. He really does. Because, like, he's wearing a fur-lined cape, too. Like, he dresses better than the rest of uh, 
to the characters we have met. <laughs> <laughs> we also meet his boss, Admiral Ghost Rider, who's still very mad that you haven't captured Pikachu. I mean, uh, Dandy. Yeah. I, do do we ever get a reveal of what that person actually looks like, or is it just always a flaming skull logo, like, talking to him? It's a flaming skull with a big cape that opens into a universe. Sure. I mean, it, it's <laughs> definitely a choice. It, it's the great and powerful Oz uh, 2.0. <laughs> do not look behind the flaming skull. <laughs> we learned that, like, Dr. Gel has, like, with his assistant B, has, like, made a way to capture Dandy that can travel through space and time. We'll get a reveal of what that's like later on. Oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. We catch back up with the crew. They're running around the entire ship looking for an old man. Yep. Uh, this this feels like a lot of classic cartoon episodes where you've got a chase scene going where it's just kind of dumb and they're running all over and we got some goofs. There is specifically like reused like background animation. Uh, but Meow runs past and says, hey, I'm going to check in the engine room. And then Meow runs past and says, hey, I'm going to check in the engine room. And then there's a big, like, fucking Looney Tunes fight where there's a dust cloud and cartoon sound effects. Yeah, there was a lot of Looney Tunes. Is it? Does this show just kind of channel Looney Tunes a lot, or is it just this episode? The show, because obviously Shinichiro Watanabe has done shows that are just like, hey, Western-influenced anime. This is very much like, Looney Tunes is fucking weird. and also. Every sci-fi reference under the sun. I mean, upside, we don't have, like, racist caricatures uh, uh, that, that are animals, uh, so we didn't get that. So, hey, we, we missed the bad part of Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, progress. Um, so we cut to them bringing Meow into the Ark, and we see Meow's skeleton and his heart that is just a kitty face. Yep. Space Weasel got kitty heart. And so they're docked on this new place with a bunch of, like, traffic coming in, with a bunch of aliens coming in and out. So the Chameleonian's plan is just to, hey, I'm just going to stay on this one ship. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. We learned that it's also a mimic, not just a doppelganger, because it transforms into a couch that no one recognizes. Right. I, I like that they have an entire scene sitting on the couch, and then someone goes, hey... Did we have a couch there before? Was this couch always here? <laughs> so there's another quick chase, and they lose it. And then they're like, well, there's only one thing to do. Jam out to some relaxing beats. Do you see where this joke is going? Because... Because <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they decided it was so nice, we'll do it twice. Uh, what I love about the boombox scene is, like, they put a tape in. A fucking cassette. And it's just like, hey, we'll just relax this music. And it's just a guy like, do, 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 Yeah, yeah. What's really dumb about it is they grew for like a solid 20 seconds. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does this, does this song sound right? I don't remember this. <laughs> the, the words being this way. So they go and check the tape, meaning that they do have a dumbass song that's just a dude going, you know, like, do, 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 do. Dandy's musical taste is suspect. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Look, there's not one, but there's two musical episodes. <laughs> oh no. Can't be good. <laughs> like, there's the band one, and there's the one that is just high school musical. Oh god. 
I figured that we were going to do like a like a Josie and the Pussycats or like a uh, what what was the the dumbass Hanna Barbera that had the shark uh, Jabber Jaws. Oh shit! I haven't thought about that in twenty years. Right? Like we have a shark that's in our band, but is also on land, and that's not causing him issue. Don't question it. It's fine. He's in a band. You should be amazed by that. It's a cartoon, buddy. <laughs> cartoon. Four. So two. is this? Yes. <laughs> Well, this might not be for children. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, the chameleonian runs into a hallway. Two QTs come out. They have another like big fight thing, and then they bring both of them tied up to the ark and say, "Okay, we've tied up both of them. We've got them perfectly. We'll just do both of them, and whichever one is the chameleonian, totally chill." And then there's like uh, an ass alien with like big old lips. Yeah, it'd be a shame if the idiot crew got distracted and. <laughs> This thing that has already shown that it can easily escape uh, confines were to easily escape. <laughs> Anyways, Joe, tell me what's about to happen next. Well, Dandy's like, hey, I'm super into this. Miel's like, really? Well, you do you. Uh, and then the chameleon escapes. Oh no, the thing I said happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know they have to fill up like 23, 24 minutes. Yeah. I feel like there's other directions they could have gone with this. Hey, there's someone who looks like something else. Obviously, we've seen it in other stuff before, but we see it a lot in this one episode. Happens a lot. It does. A lot of this feels like filler because they have so many dumb cartoon chase scenes. It felt like way too many for my taste. Yeah, yeah. Like, if we would have done it back on their ship and just, like, once, we would have been good. And then we could have set other scenes where we played with it could be a mimic or whatever, but I don't know. They just beat that one horse so to death. Yeah, it's like they have the premise, which is basically like, hey, the thing, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, da 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 da. Let's just play around with that. Oh, we have to make a whole episode on it. Mm. We didn't even get one rad head spider, and you said the thing, Joe, and now I'm super sad. Thankfully, there's not a lot of body horror in this one episode. <laughs> Is there in other episodes? I'd be super surprised. That That is a different <laughs> shift in tone uh, from this episode, if that is the case. You'd think they do, They would do it in this episode. So, yeah, two Scarlets show up. There's another Dust Cloud, another Looney Tunes fight. Yeah, you get it. You get what this show is doing. Yeah, and then they accidentally uh, unlock the Lament configuration and uh, summon Hell. <laughs> Wait, no, no, different. Still thinking about horror movies I like, Jill. Meow walks in, I have such wonderful sights to show you. <laughs> and then, we're back on the ship, and there's two dandies? Oh. So, clearly, beating both of them up, tying them up, and hauling them back, which, it doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> they are officially banned from uh, Slave Co. Yep. Uh, so, like, they couldn't even go to turn in the bounty if they wanted. So... They are like, well, we've got to figure out which one of you is the chameleonian anyways. So, what better way than a weird, uh, what, what's the name of that dumb uh, game show? Uh, oh, oh, that one dumb game show? Huh. The one that I'm specifically referencing. Uh, phone a friend and bullshit. Uh, who wants to be a oh, millionaire? He wants, yeah. It's basically a who wants to be a millionaire except back and forth contest about who knows Dandy better. Yep. Like, yeah, the line, uh, is that your final dandy is used? Yes. The questions are basically like, hey, here's, here's dandy's character, in case you didn't know. He doesn't remember things. And, um, yeah, gross shit about women. Yeah. 
don't be friends with Dandy. No. I don't understand why the vacuum cleaner and the space weasel are ish. Because they're indentured servants to him? Because he captured them? I don't like the space slave culture that this show sets up, Joe. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's it's not like set up, it's just we can read it that way and like we choose to do. We fucked an entire like ecosystem of animals up enough to be like, hey, this is actually hell. <laughs> oh, polar bear cat. <laughs> So so one of the dandies is, like, really nice. I say really nice. Like, he compliments them once, and they're just like, oh, dandies never complimented us before. Maybe we'll just keep this one? It turns out the alien that's pretending to be you is way better at being a human being, so... <laughs> We're just gonna have that. <sighs> Sorry for your luck, but get in the airlock. <laughs> yeah. So the two dandies fight over who's more me, or who's you? Who are you? Who... Who am I? Cue their version of an anime existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. I love the English of this. It's just like drowning in the introspection of humanity. <laughs> Dandy came to one realization. And like the shot they have of him like coming to that realization is like Jojo as hell. Of course it is, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> So there's two of him. He has no idea about his own identity. So the only answer is, fucking I don't care. We'll just have two of me. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm so rad. Two of me is not going to be a bad thing. Yeah. Finger guns. So then we see what Dr. Gel's interdimensional intertimeline. Yeah. I mean, we're almost to the end of the episode. So a deus ex machina seems pretty good. <laughs> So yeah, this like big interdimensional hand that he says, and it's just like it's a fucking crane machine. Yeah, it's it's like a, a one of those weird extendo arms that's just a bunch uh, of of joints that flex to to extend the arm, and it's not even like you said, it, it's like a claw machine. It, it's just two ends that clamp together. Yep, through you know dimensions and time. So. One of the dandies finds a coin on the ground, and the other one gets grabbed. And, of course, hey, shockingly, it's the Chameleonian. Yay. Yeah, so, now we flip back to Dr. Gel's uh, lab, and, shock horror, there's two Dr. Gels. Cue existential crisis as animated, number two. Yep, he goes mad, starts, like, scribbling on all the walls. Yeah, it, it's definitely like a... A seven or or twelve monkeys kind of scene, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, uh, that's the end of the show. We don't need to talk about like the weird fucking scene that's like right at the end because you know it's just a thing that happens like almost every episode. Oh really? That that's a that's a ongoing thing, huh? Pretty much. All right. It's just like hey, there's like a space strip joint slash restaurant, except it's not a strip joint. You know, I I don't know. I guess the best way to describe it would be it's the it's space hooters and or space tilted kilt over the US. I don't know if the UK has restaurants that are similar where they have waitresses that are scantily clad, but it is not actual nudity. If there is, you're you're asking the wrong person if there is. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you wouldn't be culturally aware. I've never been inside either one of those places, but I know they exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a little bit where they're just like, are we sure we only have one dandy now? Are we sure 
and because dramatic irony, we know that it's not. Yeah, you know, it's just a thing. It's the um, is he or isn't he from like the thing? You know, and there's theories on that. For the thing, there definitely is because they. I I asked the question way harder when I when I uh, watched the thing. Not so much this. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's literally only there just to be like, hey, remember there's that thing about the thing where it's just you know you don't know, huh? Huh? Cool. And yeah, that's that's the end of the episode. Uh, the ending is like chibi versions of them. It's also a pretty cool song. I like it. Yeah. That was Space Dandy. That was Space Dandy. I think if I hadn't been sold a bill of goods and referenced one of my favorite movies of all time, I wouldn't be staring at this with such a hate-filled lens <laughs> that it was... It reminded me of, in, in no way other than shape-changing is a thing that one of the characters can do in this episode. Well, the thing about Space Dandy is, like, every episode is just, like, at its core, it's a reference to any, like, sci-fi movie. Like, they'll pick, like, just random ones and be like, this is what we're going to base the entire show off. We're going to base an entire episode on The Littlest Toaster. Is is there another one that does Alien and or Aliens? Yup. Does something burst from somebody's chest, or are they hunted in tight, claustrophobic corridors? Yup, they all die in accordance to their biggest character flaws. Perfect. That's also an episode in Cowboy Bebop as well. <laughs> okay, so uh, he, he is also a fan of the, the Ridley Scott work. Yes. Cool. Yes. Like, there's, there's a whole fucking episode where the concept is just zombies, and then, like, zombies take over and there's, like, a thriving zombie economy. It's great. <laughs> okay, I, I, I might be down with that one. So maybe if we just watch a different episode. Maybe. But we only do one episode here. Yeah. And it's it's not the kind of show where I'm just like, this holds enough water for us to do maybe do a series review on, because it's just it's a fucking stupid, like referential thing that comes and goes. I think anything that's episodic in nature where it's very self-contained is bad for a series review. Mm-hmm. Because we could easily just do an episode here rather than explore the the arc and developing story that, you know an actual anime that has a full story uh, is going to do. And the the thing about doing a series review of this is like, there is a payoff and it's really good, but it's like 24 episodes. I'm immediately suspect that you're telling me there's a payoff to this. Yep, there is. <laughs> suspect. Yeah, it's like 23 episodes of just referential bullshit, and then it all makes sense. It's great. I really like Space Daddy. Obviously, there are all elements of it that I'm just like, cool, I wish this wasn't in the thing. This adds literally nothing to it. Sure. No, no, I get that. The the running joke that basically everything they ever do just resets and they end up at boobies again. Mm-hmm. I get the joke, but also I I hate the concept of bro dude dandy. Uh, mm-hmm. Just this is this is my greatest dream is just to ogle women. Yeah, it's not good. It's like super not good. No, it's, it makes me a little uncomfortable, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I I I think that that's it for me. I don't really have anything else to say about uh, one dandy of space, one unit of space dandy. I have consumed one. I would like a refund, please. <laughs> Taste it off. So, yeah. I've said, like, a lot about Space Daddy. So, I, I'm good for you. A to-do... Next time.
on WTF Anime. What you got, Joe? So next episode, yeah, we have a guest. We do. Listener of the show, James Wilkinson, is going to be coming on. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh no, Joe. Why off for fuck's sake? <laughs> you know how I just said I hate that there's a fucking ogling women part in this show? Uh-huh. In a show that's, like, pretty good? Yeah, so next episode we're gonna do Food Wars, which is the core of a really good anime that's just all about fucking putting tentacles inside people. Ugh. So, yeah, if we're gonna be doing episode 7. Um, Silent Bowl, Eloquent Bowl, I think that's it. Uh, that sounds right. There was definitely the word eloquent and bowl uh, in the titles. I can't recall. This is definitely not a thing we've already recorded. Nope. <laughs> not just playing it up, because we actually had a fun time. We we met this rad gorilla. He gave us a space-time widget that allowed us to record however we like. <laughs> and we used it for ill, thus we are cursed this way. Uh, <laughs> for, well, Travis is cursed this way. Forever to push the anime boulder up the hill. <laughs> there is no end. There will always be new anime, Travis. <laughs> so I guess with all that said, Joe, <laughs> why don't you hit him with some business? <laughs> so if you'd like to find the show on Twitter, we are there at WTF Anime Show. You can hit us up via email using WTFAnimeShow at gmail.com. Use both those avenues to send us recommendations as well as Quest being a guest. We have obviously jams coming on. We've got a few more guests in the pipeline. Uh, not the actual people in the pipeline, but like those actual episodes we're working on. As usual, if you have enjoyed what we have done today, somehow, please consider us leaving a rating review wherever you get your podcast from. It helps other people find the show. And if you want to speak to me, I'm on Twitter at the Joe Hatfield Travis. That was a lot of energy, man. I can't top that. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta follow you now. <laughs> I'm in my windfall. I've drunk, like, enough of this giant bottle of energy drink. Guys, you don't even understand. Oh, apparently the UK, they want you to have all the energy if you purchase one of these. <laughs> There's no more for anybody else because you have it all now. Travis, where can they find you on the internet? <laughs> okay. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, uh, I am at Dicelobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And I don't run the WTF anime handle, so uh, if you're going to talk to both of us, you're going to want to tag me too. That said, if you like what we do here, but you want to hear more of us in a different way, uh, check out the Lost Libraries uh, hub for actual play podcasts where Joe and I are on two there. Uh, we got Fifth Watch, which Joe runs, which is the best gayest super teens. And uh, I'm, I'm still waiting with bated breath for us to uh, return to Grayscale Monster of the Week campaign uh, run by Matt Hoadley featuring Joe, myself, and uh, a cast of other awesome players. Hell yeah. Yep. It's only a couple months, Travis. We're so close. I know. I can taste it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks again to all of our patrons for being cool and supporting us over at patreon.com slash WTF Anime Show. Super appreciate. Uh, bye, baby. Bye. Was it the cops telling you that you've eaten too much acid? I don't think so. How can you be sure? How can I be sure <gasps> of anything at this point, Joe? Oh, did you hear my kitty?
That was very loud. He was sitting <laughs> he's sitting on the steps, which is actually a bit away, and and judging that I am not actively petting him. And that yeah was his his note of displeasure at that. What a good kitty. What a good <laughs> selfish kitty. Is there a non selfish kitty? Do you remember the story about the selfless cat? No, you don't. <laughs> Did anyone ever tell you the story of the selfless cat? <laughs> it's not a story the Jedi would tell. Oh, no. 